Hi there, you're listening to the Steve Schramm Show, where we train Christians to become confident, passionate servants of Jesus so they can grow in their walk with God and share their faith more persuasively. Welcome to the show. I've got a great episode for you this week on a interesting topic. I was actually reading on Quora the other day, and I, I forget exactly what question I was reading, but as I was on there, I saw something it caught my eye, another question that somebody had asked, and I thought, okay, well, that's kind of a strange question. Um, the question was, what makes having kids worth it? What makes having kids worth it? And as I thought about that, I, I thought, you know, I can't really put my finger on it, but something is going on here. That is not a good question. It's it's not the right question. Uh, that's a couple of the thoughts I had. One thought I had is, what would drive somebody to ask this kind of question? And really, it, it hit me that um, it, it has to do with the current state of our culture. The idea of having kids and even having to ask the question of why it is they might be worth it, kind of assumes that kids are somewhat of a commodity. They are an add-on, right? There's something that parents find really, really nice to have, at least some of them do. And then other parents find that to have kids would be an inconvenience. And I mean, I can only be honest in saying that as a parent of three, and as I'm recording this soon to be four, by the time you are hearing it, it will be four kids, I can honestly say that we all go through these phases, or at least I do, where you start to look at your kids, unfortunately, with that societal mindset, the mindset of our current culture and society, where sometimes they are treated more in terms of whether or not they are conveniencing you or inconveniencing you for that particular thing. And that is not a biblical attitude. It's just not. This cultural compulsion to have children that is out there and then treat them and discipline them according to their own convenience is something that unfortunately has begun to infect Christian parents as well as non-Christian parents. Let me give you this from Dr. Ted Tripp in his pretty popular book, Shepherding a Child's Heart. Many consider this the go-to manual on parenting from a Christian perspective. Quote, some parents have no noble goal at all. They simply want to control their children. These parents want their children to mind, to behave, to be good, to be nice. They remind their children of how things were when they were youngsters. Frequently, they employ the quote-unquote tried-and-true methods of discipline. Whatever their parents did, that seemed to work. They want children who are manageable. They want them to do the right thing, whatever that is at the moment. The bottom line is to control their kids, but the control is not directed towards specific character development objectives. The concern is personal convenience and public appearance. Close quote. You see, hopefully, the problem here. It's like the kids are an ornament of the family, 
as long as they do their part to make the family look good and not cause too much trouble, then they're going to get along just fine. Parents won't have to yell. Parents won't have to spank. There will be no issues. Everybody's going to get along just fine as long as that image, that persona of a perfect family is portrayed to the public. And again, we all fall into this trap. None of us are perfect. And it's a very, very unbiblical attitude. And it's something that we need to crucify in our own lives. It's something that we need to seek prayer about and ask that we be certain that we are treating our kids the way that God would have us to treat our kids. Now, what this really comes down to, I think, is the purpose of having children. That's the core of the problem, a failure to understand why, why we have children. I think that my friend Lindsay Harold captured this so nicely in a blog post that she wrote a few years ago, and it's it's short enough to include the entire thing in its entirety right here on the podcast. So I am going to go ahead and read that for you, and hopefully you will mind the lengthy quote, but I think it would be very, very helpful a perspective for you to have. Quote, the number one reason Christian couples do not want children or very few children is because they do not understand the purpose of children according to the Bible. Our culture tells us children are for self-actualization. They're what you have when you're settled, financially secure, and need something to care for in order to give you purpose and also increase your social status or to make you feel good about yourself. But if children are for self-actualization, then you wouldn't want to have one when it might be difficult or get in the way of other types of self-actualization, like having money for vacations or a big house or having freedom to travel or having time to yourself now and then. You certainly wouldn't need very many of them. A single child or maybe two is plenty and having more than that would result in diminishing returns or even negative returns as the workload and expense for multiple children mounts and people start to look at you funny due to your excessive procreation. Because of this view of children, they're often seen as burdens when they cause us stress or expense or limit our freedom, but also as commodities to be obtained when we want one. People obtain children by surrogacy or sperm donation or IVF because they feel entitled to have one as part of their pursuit of self-actualization. Their life feels incomplete without a child, so they deserve to have one by any means necessary. So even when children are wanted, it is often for selfish reasons of the parents, not because they understand the purpose of children. And when children show up when they aren't wanted, they're seen as invaders or parasites and discarded through abortion or neglected. It's all part of the same false view of children as a means to the end of parental happiness. Even in Christian circles, we repeat the mantra that children are a blessing, but we don't always understand what that means. We adopt the culture's attitude, but Christianize it. So we're still thinking that children being a blessing means a blessing to us. When you've got a crying baby at 2 a.m. or you're 
sitting in the emergency room with your child after they took a flying leap and broke a bone, or you're dealing with a difficult teenager, or you're doing your fourth load of laundry for the day and your toddler wets their pants yet again, there are a lot of things on your mind. But this is such a blessing, it's probably not one of them. Children are a lot of work and a lot of expense and a lot of heartache at times. So what does the Bible mean when it says children are a blessing? Yeah, they're certainly a blessing to their parents in many ways, but it's much more than that. Children are meant to be a blessing to the whole world. Even from an earthly perspective, a child is a future worker, innovator, consumer, and contributor to society in many ways. We need children to keep the economy and our culture thriving and to pass it on to the next generation. Having a child is an investment in the future, not just for ourselves, but for the world. More importantly, a child raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord is a light in a dark world to lead others to Jesus and influence the culture for Christ. A child is a legacy to pass down a heritage of serving Christ to future generations. And perhaps most importantly, a child is an immortal soul who will live forever and is meant to praise and worship God and bring glory to our Creator. The purpose for children is not self-actualization of their parents. Children don't exist to make their parents feel good about themselves, which is good because they don't always do that. Children exist to know and serve God and be used by Him to change the world, or at least their corner of it. Having children and raising them for a Christian is a way of helping to bring the world into subjection to Christ and bringing more people to heaven. It's not about the parents and what makes them happy. It's about fulfilling God's plan. Every Christian, whether they know it or not, is on a mission to serve God. Having children is an important way of doing that because they're a way to multiply the impact and take that impact down through the years. Even for those of us who can't have biological children on their own, children are still important, and we're all called to foster the growth of the children around us in whatever ways we can. If you can have children, have them because they're part of your mission for God to impact the world around you for many years to come. If you can't, encourage those around you who are having children and help children who need your influence in order to know and love God. Children are worth the pain and the work and the expense many times over, but not because they make the lives of their parents so wonderful. Sometimes they do, and that's great, but let's not overlook the bigger picture. It's not about the parents. It's about implementing God's plan here on earth and populating heaven with more people to glorify God. Close quote. So her point in writing this is that children are worth it because they're worth something to God. They are to be a blessing to the world and bring glory to God. They are not for the pursuit of status or for self-actualization or for just boosting us, giving us that, that sense of of satisfaction that we have that we have satisfied the cultural requirement to have children as long as we go along with those kind of lies and we use them to basically control them for our purposes we are going to see and continually see increasing acceptance for unbiblical parenting ideas in the church by the way, this goes for gruesome parenting ideas like abortion as well. Have you ever considered this? Think, think about this for a moment. Abortion is merely a consistent deduction 
from this unbiblical perspective. It really is. Because if they are not wanted, they are not accomplishing that goal of achieving that societal happiness or status or um, becoming humans uh, under our control. In other words, as long as they're commodity, this idea will persist. Okay, Christian parents, so here is your mission. This is what you can do. This is your responsibility as a parent who follows Christ. And this goes for me, buddy. I am preaching to the choir here if I ever have. We have a threefold responsibility, minimally. I'm not saying there's not more than this. I'm no parenting expert, and uh, the Bible, I think, is the greatest book on parenting you could possibly get. But I think, based on what I have researched and seen, that at least we are responsible for these three things. First of all, is to raise your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Children are to be disciplined, They are to be taught what their role is within the family and the government and the church. They are to be taught who God is, why know more about God, why learn to love God, what does it mean to know and follow God. These are things that are going to be part of a holistic understanding of our role as Christian parents. The second thing is to teach your children how to be an imager of God. So to be human is to be an imager of God. Human beings share in a responsibility that God has given us to care for his creation, to, in a sense, co-rule this world along with God. It's It's really an incredible thing what it even means to be human. And that, in part, dictates what it means to be parent. So we need to help little imagers of God become people who grow into that role that he has prepared and destined for them to help care for the world that we live in and care for the people that God has entrusted us with. And this, of course, means caring for their physical well-being as well as their spiritual well-being. And the third thing is to lead your children into an eternal relationship with God. I saved that one for last, but it's honestly the most important because once they are in a relationship with God, you have that work of the Spirit in their their lives. You have God constantly working on them and showing them things through each and every situation in their life that helps mold them into the person that God wants them to be. They have to understand who they are in God's economy, really the way that they relate to God. And how one relates to God, it doesn't matter if it's a child or an adult or whatever, is the ultimate question. If if that is not settled, being in that relationship and having that that really that divine sonship aspect that uh, results from God's adoption of the new believer, without that, none of the other things really are going to be possible. They have to be taught how they relate to God in different stages of life, so that they live in sin, that they were born into sin, and that Jesus has provided for them the only way of escape. 
So what is it that makes having kids worth it? Well, it's because kids are worth something to God. And as such, they should be worth something to us. We can't have kids and tend toward unbiblical parenting ideas. One pole of that is that we can be legalistic, right, by demanding that our kids conform to some extra biblical standard, and then we disown them when they violate that construct. That's a form of control, and it's it's unbiblical. In contrast, we can really be liberalistic. So we can be legalistic on one hand, but we can be liberalistic on the other hand by conforming to our culture's idea of just letting them be whoever they want to be and discover God on their own. Neither of these are right. Neither of these are biblical. It's an entire misappropriation and misunderstanding of God's attitude towards children. And since we are that authority in our children's lives, God has given us this role to be agents of his in their lives. And that is what we must do. And there is where we must stand. I want to thank you for joining me this week, another episode of The Steve Schramm Show. If the material that we create on a weekly basis blesses you, you can help directly sponsor the creation of more of this new free content for as little as a dollar per month. And there are lots of other cool benefits as well. And if you want to, just go to steveschramm.com slash give. That's steveschramm.com slash give. And that will point you right over to our Patreon page where you can become a patron and join up there and you can see some of the different levels and the ways you can support and the ways that you can be involved. I do this for free. It's a labor of love and I would continually do it for free anyway, but certainly your help would be appreciated. It helps purchase better equipment for the podcast and um, helps us reach more people with it. All right. God bless you. We'll see you next time.